Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am excited to be here again on this Tuesday, the 25th of April, 2023. One day closer to the end of the world and reporting every detail along the way. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be with you as a guest host on and off the last couple of weeks. I'm very excited to see Harrison back in the studio tomorrow. I will be listening closely, and I'm sure you're excited to get him back too. Thank you for putting up with me and tolerating me throughout this time as Harrison needed that special time with family, and we're all excited to have him back. And congratulations again to him and his family on their new daughter. Obviously, the big news is the ousting of Tucker Carlson from Fox News. A decision Fox made seemingly in light of litigation, but also seemingly irrational given that he was, if not number one, number two in terms of their revenue generation. And I can't imagine a business, just as a small business owner, I can't imagine letting go of my most valuable assets or letting go of that which produces the most income for me. I do want to show a clip in this first segment. This first segment, of course, is the shortest one of the hour. I want to sneak in Bill O'Reilly in clip five talking about the firing of Tucker. Fox News did not want to remove Tucker Carlson because, as you pointed out, he was the second highest rated program on the network next to the five, and he was the most well-known individual host. So they didn't want to move him out. But there are lawsuits coming on the wake of Dominion. They lost $800 million plus on Dominion. And now you have Smartmatic coming up. And you have two individual lawsuits, actually one filed and one that may be filed. And that was the key. So one of uh, Tucker Carlson's producers apparently taped a whole bunch of stuff. Her lawyer went into the Fox attorneys and said, unless you pay so-and-so some money, um, we're going to sue you. And Fox said, we're not paying. So they filed suit in New York City and they had the tapes and those tapes may be released to the public. All right. And they're not good tapes for the Carlson program. Second thing was last night on 60 Minutes. Ray Epps, you may remember that name, said to the audience, Tucker Carlson ruined my life and my family's life by accusing me of having some kind of provocative role in the January 6th riots at the Capitol. That was setting Epps up for a massive lawsuit against Fox News and uh, Tucker Carlson. So that's three lawsuits we know about, and there'll be more by shareholders who are angry about the $800 million settlement, and they're going to go after the Murdochs and the board of directors. Faced with that, the board of directors said, we got to start cleaning this up. Well, if Ray Epps isn't a Fed, which, of course, we don't know for sure that he is, he's certainly a turncoat. 
I mean, on the one hand, the other day we were showing the video of him on January 5th and January 6th. Encouraging people to storm the Capitol, rush into the Capitol, go inside the Capitol, into the building. Seemingly as a radical, enthusiastic right winger. And then you have him on 60 Minutes of all places. Just the other day, saying that Tucker Carlson ruined his life. This is why I'm wearing the bow tie today, folks. In honor of Tucker Carlson. The one man in this whole story who actually stood up for his principles, reported the truth, reported the stories that he wanted to report, despite whether or not they were popular or well-received, despite whether or not they would bring on all sorts of antagonism from the left and the leftists all over the world. And yet you have Ray Epps who gets a little pushback because there's accusations that he's a fed. And all of a sudden he hates Tucker Carlson and it's ruined his life and woe is me. Come on. Come on, man. Anyways, stick with us, folks. We will be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. We've got so much to talk about today, and I'm looking forward to going over everything with you. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. We're going to have a great show today. I've got a feeling. feel like I'm on fire. I feel like I'm burning up like a Vietnam War protester today. I am on fire for the truth. We've got this new report in that Tucker Carlson is being in- accused of promoting a hostile work environment. It's always the case that whenever anyone influential is kicked down, they are always kicked again while they're down. And it seems like we've entered a culture where litigation is the primary force regardless of the culpability of any party. We see recently that Fox News settled regarding the Dominion case. And it seems, at least according to O'Reilly, that the ousting of Tucker Carlson was in large due to fear of further litigation. So regardless of whether or not Fox News is guilty, or regardless of whether or not Tucker Carlson, for that matter, is guilty in terms of this story about promoting a hostile work environment, we see that the litigation comes and comes and comes again because just filing a lawsuit against either an organization or an individual these days, especially if that individual or organization seems to have a tremendous amount of money, Just filing one dramatically increases the likelihood of a settlement and a favorable outcome for the plaintiff, regardless of whether or not the defendant is guilty at all. And so we've entered this system in which there's an incentive to sue people because there's really no negative repercussions if you don't. A lot of lawyers that are involved in this type of work simply take a percentage of whatever the settlement is, so there's no risk up front to the plaintiff in these cases. And these defendants feel like they're forced to settle because they don't trust that the outcome of a trial would be favorable regardless of whether or not they have actually done anything wrong. One of my least favorite characteristics or features of our criminal justice system is the incentive to plea out, to do a plea deal. We saw with the January 6th shaman that he pleaded guilty to several crimes that seemingly he did not commit after new evidence was released that was withheld. And we see that Fox News settled rather than going to court over the Dominion case, lost millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars for that matter. 
And we see here that there's another attempt at any sort of right-wing influencer with this Tucker Carlson accusation of promoting a hostile work environment. The article here says that Tucker Carlson is facing a lawsuit from his former head of booking, Abby Grossberg, who says she was subjected to a hostile and discriminatory work environment. Ms. Grossberg, who I will finally refer to as Ms. Grossberg, who was fired by Fox News shortly after she filed two lawsuits against the company in March, joined Mr. Carlson's team in 2022 after several years as a senior producer for Maria Bartiromo, another Fox host. Ms. Grossberg said in a lawsuit naming Mr. Carlson that male producers regularly used vulgarities to describe women and frequently made anti-Semitic jokes. So they just happened to hate two totally unrelated, protected groups. On her first day working for Mr. Carlson, Ms. Grossberg said she discovered the office was decorated with large doctored pictures of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi wearing a plunging swimsuit. She said she was once called into the top producer's office to be asked whether Ms. Roma was having a sexual relationship with the House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy. Now, I don't know Tucker Carlson personally. I would love to meet him, but I have had the pleasure of watching his content for several years now, and I really enjoyed a podcast that I mentioned the other day on this show where he appeared on the Full Send podcast. So with that, I want you to have the opportunity to hear a short minute and a half clip from that podcast, clip 10 where Tucker talks about his true sentiments regarding women and tell me whether or not you think he is being earnest here. If I have a club and there's no membership requirement, anyone can go. It's not really a club, is it? It's a public park. Right. That's what they're saying about women. Mm-hmm. You just are if you say you are. And those people are giving us a lecture about misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I call bullshit. Yeah. Sorry. It's funny. So, you so, but, but how do they? Sa- I like women actually because they're totally different. I don't understand like eighty percent of what they say. I don't need to. I'm married to one for thirty two years. I have three daughters. I think they're like fascinating and interesting because they're so different. I listen super carefully to what they say. What, what's the biggest thing you've learned in your marriage about women? That they're amazing. That they are. That they compliment us. So your average young man looks at women. If we're being totally honest, and it's like they're dumb. They're easy to fool. Like I can talk him into sleeping with me. And like men get this attitude, like women are dumb. And the reason they feel that way is because women have a completely different way of seeing the world. That's innate. It's inherent. Their brains are different measurably, which is why I hate the trans thing. Cause it's pretending that some guy with a male brain, who's not at all in any sense, a woman can become a woman with plastic surgery. No, it's an insult to the complexity and the mystery of women, which if you're, you know, in a long-term marriage, you really confront it on a daily basis. What you learn when you get married and you like decide like, no, no, I'm staying with you. I'm helping you raise your children. I'm going to die next to you. Like you really make the commitment and you, you can't get out of it. Then you're forced to confront who women really are. And you learn they're amazing. What a misogynist. What a misogynist. Can you believe he's sitting there calling women amazing? He's a trans-exclusionary radical feminist. And frankly, he made a really good case in that podcast for why his position is actually the one that's more favorable to women than the position of the left, especially in the context of the trans debate. And so really just based on that minute and a half, I don't believe for a minute that he's guilty of creating a hostile work environment. I think I think he's getting Kavanaugh here in a way. I, I really just think that they're taking advantage of the current political climate 
in order to try to milk him for as much money as possible and render his voice silent, similar to the efforts that have been made against Alex Jones over the last several years. Regarding another political influencer and accusations from a woman, the importance of E. Jean Carroll's lawsuit against Donald Trump. Apparently, Donald Trump is being accused of raping this woman in the 90s, as I understand it. And it seems to me these days, you can pretty much throw a rock and hit a white guy who's been falsely accused of sexual assault. And it seems that the more powerful and wealthy people are, the more likely they are to be accused of sexual assault. And maybe it's just a coincidence, but perhaps the reason is this is actually a gold-digging operation. Frankly, I don't believe for a minute these accusations, not because I'm a Trump supporter, but just because I don't believe it. I wouldn't believe it if, it, if the same accusation was made against many on the left who I despise. Some of them I would, however. And I think it's interesting that articles like this by the New York Times are written about these allegations from the 90s with really no substantial evidence when there's little to no coverage of the Clinton accusations and there's no coverage of the sexual assault of minors that we've witnessed Biden commit. And with that, I want to play clip number nine of Biden's assault caught on video. Why is there no coverage of this? who are listening, there are screenshots associated with this clip that I'm sharing with you of the little girl in the video years later saying that she was inappropriately touched by the now president of the United States. She says that the president did, in fact, punch her in this video. And that she deleted the comment, admitting that it was the case because she was worried regarding the repercussions of making such a claim that she would lose friends and would cause problems. You can clearly see in this video, coupled with the fact that this girl admitted in writing that that's what happened, you can see that we have a president of the United States who sexually abused a child on video. No coverage at all, but E. Jean Carroll can make accusations against Trump from the 90s, and that somehow is worthy of a coverage in the New York Times? Or a former fired employee can claim that there's a hostile work environment with Tucker Carlson after he is let go from Fox News. And that somehow gets coverage. I can't believe this, folks. I want you to stick with us. We have so much more to cover throughout the hour. I will be taking calls later on in the show today. Make sure you check out TurboForce Plus from InfoWars Life. It is a more advanced formula for optimum focus and energy. Now available for 25% off. With Turbo Force Plus, you do get more power, more strength, and more energy than the original Turbo Force formula. It's got a little bit less caffeine in it, so you don't crash, but it's got more nootropic supplements in it to make sure that you stay sharp throughout the entire day. Stick with us, folks. Go to InfoWarsStore.com in a new tab, and we'll be right back after this break. Hydrofluorosilicic acid is the third most deadly acid on earth, and they've got our children drinking that. This is a psychotic death cult, period, case closed, out to get you and your family. We sell the Alexa Pure Breeze made by the My Patriot Supply Ready Hour Group. It's been around about 15 years, became the biggest company in the last six. They went out, hired engineers, reverse engineered the fancy best water filter system out there that sells for twice the price, and they made it as good in all the studies. It reduces things to non-detectable levels, thousands of chemicals. But you can go pay two or three times. There's four or five other filters out there that are just as good. 
We sell the very best, highest grade water filtration system for half the price of leading competitor. And the media says we're bad and a cult for telling you you should filter your water. You should also filter your shower water. That's another way you absorb this crap. But but I'm done talking about that. The point is you get the filters at InfoWarsStore.com. They're discounted right now. Finally back in stock. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says Infowars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex Jones for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. funny that this whole entire Tucker Carlson fiasco seems to have come as a surprise to so many. I know, and I'm embarrassed to say, I know that it came as a surprise to me. But there is one among us who was right about what was going to happen this month, weeks and weeks ago. I want to play clip three of Alex Jones talking about Tucker Carlson maybe being let go or leaving Fox over a month ago. And I believe Tucker, he's hardcore, he's awake, the left admits it, and so I predict he won't be at Fox News in the near future if he's unable to put this out. I'm going to leave it at that. He's practically Nostradamus. I, I seriously think he can read the stars. It's amazing, and it's funny to see that in the context of what Trump had to say about it. I want to fire right up to clip one of Trump reacting to the news that Tucker Carlson was let go. And you can see that Alex Jones saw this coming weeks ago, but Trump was blindsided. Let's check it out. So Tucker Carlson was sitting here two weeks ago interviewing you. He's gone. What do you make of that? Well, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. Uh, He's a very good person, a very good man, and very talented, as you know, and he had very high ratings. So uh, we're just learning about it almost as we speak. You and I just said, wow, that was something. That's a big one. Uh, I don't know if it was voluntary or was it uh, was somebody fired. But I think Tucker's been uh, terrific. He's been, especially over the last year or so, he's been terrific to me. There's a lot of turmoil over there, Fox. I mean, 787 yeah. they just paid. Why would they get rid of a guy who's performing? Why would somebody do that to their business? Because they're, they're losing money right now. Their stock has gone down. Well, I was surprised that they made a settlement on that case. I thought that was a case that uh, should easily be won. And they made a settlement. Look, you'll have to ask them. I'm not, I'm not representing them at all by any, we, by any means. But 
the Tucker uh, situation, again, you don't know if it's a firing. Maybe he left because he wasn't being given his free reign. He wants free reign, maybe. But uh, I was surprised by it. So this is how legacy media dies with thunderous applause. And don't get me wrong. If Tucker left not on his own terms, I do feel bad for the guy. He had a pretty sweet gig. I think he was making something like $8 million a year or something over there. $20 million. Wow. Wow. The, the data I was looking at was outdated in that case. So he was making a lot of money over there. And I do feel bad for him if he is disappointed that he's no longer with Fox. That being said, I am delighted to see pretty much any legacy media company make a terrible decision and lose such an incredible talent, such an incredible asset. And we've seen so many pundits resign or lose their jobs over the last several years, not just because of scandals, but I think in large, a lot of these scandals are excuses for these legacy media outlets to let go of talent that they simply can't afford anymore. Does Fox News really want to pay someone $20 million a year when fewer and fewer advertisers are using their network because social media advertising is less expensive. There's so many alternatives to placing an ad in between segments on a cable news network that these legacy media outlets are really suffering. We've seen media in general, print media, just go straight to hell practically over this because their entire business model has switched from a subscription base to a click base, right? The, the more traffic that they get to their site, to their articles, the more impressions they have on the ads that are placed on the site and the more money that they make. So they lie and they lie and they lie and they use inflammatory headline after inflammatory headline to get as many clicks as possible because it's no longer about reporting the truth to a dedicated subscriber so much as it is about getting as much traffic as possible to generate ad revenue. And so I really think that what's happening right before our eyes is an example of Legacy media dying, and it's dying a slow death, but there's no coming back for it, folks. Platforms like InfoWars at Band.Video are the future of media. Twitter is the future of media. Independent journalists, Substack, these are the people that we can trust. These are the people that will have the attention of the masses moving forward because it just doesn't seem like legacy media is learning the lessons it needs to learn to pivot in this climate where technology is changing rapidly in the face of artificial intelligence and all these other platforms and technological opportunities. They're just not changing. It's very boomery. And I don't want to insult any of the boomers out there. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate you for the wisdom that you bring, but you can't always do things the way they've always been done in a world that's always changing. I want to fire up Savannah Hernandez last night on Timcast IRL. Love that podcast as well. The great Savannah Hernandez in clip seven talks a little bit about this other development in terms of what's going on with Tucker. Let's fire up that clip and then we'll talk more about it after. To be quite honest, I am tired of these leftist politicians mm-hmm. who do continue to incite people to violence. We can look at the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the list goes on and on. We can look at, you know, at the FBI and all of the times they've entrapped Americans and tried to incite them to violence. Let's go ahead and get into all of that. And we want, we have AOC over here talking to the Biden administration, demanding them to take Tucker off of air. It's absolutely ridiculous. More than that. You know, yeah, Chuck Schumer came forward. Jail. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chuck Schumer came forward too because he was saying that, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson 
uh, killed democracy. It was the destruction of democracy when he came out and he showed the American public more January 6th footage that the J6 commission was withholding. It's just absolutely ridiculous to me, and I'm so tired of being run by criminals, but that's just where we're at in America in 2023. Uh, you know, the left can go ahead and incite violence against us all day long, but um, Tucker Carlson can't go and accurately report on uh, his own show. You know, there's something interesting about this dynamic because you never see people on the right actually calling for the arrest or imprisonment of journalists on the left. Now, you'll see people all the time on the right say that Hillary Clinton should go to prison or different political leaders should go to prison because they either violate their oaths of office or, or explicitly break the law. But you don't see a lot of people advocating on, on Twitter up from the right or getter or wherever they are. That Brian Stelter go to prison or Don Lemon go to prison. We despise these people because they lie time and time again and manipulate the people against the truth. But no one thinks that Don Lemon should be locked up or that any pundit on CNN should be locked up. And so for a representative like AOC to have the audacity to say that someone like Tucker Carlson should be arrested or imprisoned as a member of the press explicitly protected by the Constitution of the United States in the Bill of Rights. That is absolutely alarming to me. And it's so egregious that I just can't give her the benefit of the doubt that she doesn't understand. I can't say, you know what, she's ignorant. Everybody knows the First Amendment of the United States. Everybody knows that since elementary school. It protects freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, right to petition, freedom of the press. And yet she's calling for the arrest of someone because this person reports something that they believe to be false. Or perhaps they're lying, saying that they believe it's false and they know it's true and that's why they really want them arrested. This to me is more grounds for arrest than anything Tucker Carlson has ever done on the air. Don't you think that a congresswoman who advocates for the arrest of journalists has violated the laws of our nation more than any journalist who's reported something that may or may not be true. And frankly, I believe the things that that Tucker reports on. I don't think that he is lying. But even if he were to lie on air, it's still protected by the Constitution of the United States of America, something that AOC swore an oath to protect. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back after this break. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsTore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or Give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. We'll be taking calls at the beginning of the next hour, so make sure you have your phones ready. I'll start prompting you guys to dial in about five minutes before, get it queued up. I'm anxious to hear what you think about all of this new news. Poll that came in just a couple of days ago. A whopping 70% think that Biden shouldn't run again. I'm thinking to myself, run? The guy can't even walk. Or talk. Or hold a meeting. Or find a spot that he's supposed to stand, even if it's got tape on the floor. Or read a teleprompter. Or accurately file his taxes. Or protect his relative from sexual abuse by another relative. Geez, what can the guy do other than ruin a country? He's got a real talent for it. But I wanted to bring up this poll because, of course, Biden announced this morning that he's going to run for re-election. And frankly, if I'd known that he was running for re-election, I would have actually given some thought as to whether or not I want to vote for him. Like, it's, it's catching me off guard that he's running again. And so now I actually have to consider whether or not I should vote for him. I want to show you guys another example of the reasons that the right has so much animosity for the left these days. Showed you this poll saying 70% of people don't think that Biden should run again. It goes to show that the left is losing support and not just Biden, but I think the left as a whole. And it's things like this next clip, clip number four of Trudeau, that I believe are the catalyst or the animosity from American patriots to the left. Fired up. Misinformation and disinformation is carrying people to believe things that are untrue. And vaccinations is a perfect example of it. Like any modern bit of medical advancements, there are potential side effects in vaccinations. And there you know, are people who've probably gotten very sick from vaccinations on the billions of people who've been vaccinated against COVID over the past few years. But there are far more people who obviously have died due to COVID, died from not getting vaccinated. And the idea that people can fly in the face of science, well, individuals are allowed to make their own choices. There may be all sorts of different reasons why someone is hesitant to get vaccinated. But I make a distinction, and I have always have, between someone choosing for personal reasons to choose not to get vaccinated and someone deliberately using misinformation to mislead and scare other people with so-called facts that aren't facts at all that lead them to make a choice that endangers their lives and the lives of other citizens. So as prime minister, through the greatest public health crisis that we've faced in a hundred years in this country, since the Spanish flu, my responsibility was to keep as many Canadians alive as possible. 
and all of the scientists and the medical experts and the researchers, not just in Canada, but around the world, misinformation understood and disinformation. That vaccination was going to be the way through this. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. And that's exactly what they did. We got vaccinated to a higher level than just about any other of our peer countries. And that's why we had a less deadly pandemic than most other countries. Well, there's the leader of Off-Brand America lying to you and saying that the Canadians were actually allowed to make their own decisions about whether or not to get vaccinated, where we know virtually every regulation possible was, was put into place to ensure that they had to, even if they didn't want to. Had the great Colkin on this show as a guest in the third hour. He's an immigration attorney. And he's talked about how Canadians are seeking asylum in the United States to avoid taking the vaccine. They are claiming that they need asylum from their government because they're being forced to take this drug. This implication that he never mandated these vaccines is asinine. It's a lie. If Tucker Carlson is a liar, then Justin Trudeau is the best of the best at lying. He is the king of lying. He is the cream of the crap when it comes to lying. And there's a distinction between personal reasons and intentional disinformation or misinformation. What incentive does anyone have to lie about negative side effects of the vaccine? There were a lot of incentives to lie about the efficacy and safety of the vaccines. A lot of people made billions upon billions of dollars. A lot of government officials were able to increase the power of their various departments by mandating these vaccines and claiming that they were safe and effective. So many incentives to lie and say that they were totally safe and totally effective, but not any incentives to lie about. Why would I sit up here and just make it up that I was skeptical about the safety of these vaccines. So what disinformation or misinformation is Justin Trudeau even talking about in this situation? And the fact that he used the term allowed is what really grinds my gears. Because he's saying that people are allowed to voice their concerns or allowed to choose not to get a vaccine as if that's a decision that requires permission. When you're a kid... Your friend asks you to come over for a sleepover and you say, I'm not allowed. That's because it's not your right to go over there. You have to have permission from your parents. And so the fact that he would use this term is just indicative of the level of narcissism and egoism that he has, how power hungry he is, shutting down bank accounts, excluding the Canadians from their right to bear arms and buy and sell firearms. Mandating the vaccines and then lying about it? Who's the criminal, Tucker Carlson or Justin Trudeau? This is the reason that 70% of Americans don't think that Joe Biden should run again. This is the reason that the general population is being radicalized against the government. And I want to show you a clip at the end of the segment right now of clip number six, where I talked about this a little bit yesterday. This is what's firing up our side. This is our hope. Go ahead and fire away. Only one in 40 Germans were actually identified as as Nazis when the Nazis came into power. Unemployment in Germany was upwards of 30%. That means one in three people 
or out of work. When you have 30% unemployment, that means that a vast number of people every day are waking up at the crack of dawn, looking for work all day until dusk and not finding any. And when you have that type of unemployment rate coupled with a currency that requires you to bring your money into the grocery store in a wheelbarrow in order to buy a loaf of bread for your family, you start to have a people with radical ideas. And when you have a people with radical ideas and there are enough of them, then they start to get organized. And when they start to get organized, they start to take power. And if there is a situation in a country where there are two parties, which are virtually a uniparty, that are at odds with one another and sort of really balancing the scale, it's like this immovable force meeting this unstoppable force just sort of in this lock. All you need is a small wedge to offset that imbalance or that balance. And that small wedge takes all the power. So even with one in 40 Germans identifying as Nazis, they were able to go into this dichotomy and create enough of an imbalance that all that was left was theirs for the taking. And all of the policies that our government is doing today, whether it's crippling the dollar, whether it's ruining the economy, whether it's this faux EV crap that's going to give all of our money to our enemies, is radicalizing the people. It's radicalized me. I never dreamed of being a podcaster or on InfoWars two years ago. Before three years ago, the only thing I knew about Alex Jones was Bohemian Grove. Because I remember watching it at my student work desk in 2012, being like, what the hell, it's real? But I've been radicalized by the left. I have been baptized by the fire that is leftist corruption. And something I really want you to think about, ultimate krill oil. We have to really look and work with top companies that are already some of the top krill producers to get their highest quality. This is beyond the grade A. It's kind of like beef where you have the, you know, the different ratings. Well, this was beef. It's that super rated beef that you get at the steakhouses, you know, where the steak's 100 bucks and where if it was just regular grade, it'd be 20 bucks. These babies, this is the highest grade of krill that you're going to find. This, ladies and gentlemen, is insane. So you need to get krill oil if you've not had krill oil. And if you take two of these before you go to bed at night, almost everybody calls in and says, my gosh, I had the most fantastic dreams ever. Your brain loves this stuff, and it funds the InfoWar, waking up other people's brains. Your ultimate krill oil now at InfoWarStore.com or 888-253-3139 and get your 1776 of boost. It'll blow you away. InfoWarStore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. And that's why the system hates you and fears you. And that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because... You're a bad person because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. We'll be taking calls in the next hour, so make sure you call in 877-789-2539. I want to hear from you no matter what is on your mind. You know, it's funny talking about the vaccine because the first time that I ever called in a radio show, I called in Phil Valentine's radio show on a drive back from college campus maybe 10, 12 years ago. And I was so nervous and I talked so fast and I stumbled over myself and I talked too long. And I just want you guys to feel very comfortable calling in here because there is absolutely no judgment. Whatever is on your mind that interests you or that concerns you, make sure you call in and let us know. I'm here to talk about anything. 877-789-2539. In the last segment, we talked a lot about Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden running for office again officially as of this morning, as well as the 70% of Americans in a poll who express that they don't want Joe Biden to run again. And what strikes me as so funny about this poll is that it comes in the wake of seemingly years of Democrats saying MAGA Republicans are a threat to our democracy. White supremacism is a threat to our democracy. Right-wing extremism is a threat to our democracy. And I've talked tirelessly on this show about how I hate democracy. (laughs) The irony, of course, is that if the left loves democracy so much, then why is Joe Biden running for president when 70% of Americans don't want him to run again? You would think that if he had such great respect for the will of the people— he would say, oh, the, wheel, the will of the people is sacred. It's sacrosanct. So I can't run again because that would be against my moral code. That would be against my principles to run again because I believe in democracy. And it just goes to show that the leftists don't actually believe in democracy. They only believe in democracy when that sort of language is convenient to their own attempt at a power grab. If they believed in democracy, then there would be more issues on the ballot for everybody to vote on. Some states, of course, have this provision in their constitution where if there's enough signatures on a petition, for example, you can bring a specific issue as a ballot measure. That's an example of direct democracy. But the left doesn't really believe in democracy. And the funny thing about it is you can't really believe in democracy and claim to fight for minorities at the same time because the definition of democracy is that a majority wins over a minority. So if the black population of the United States is approximately 13% of the United States, then how is democracy good for that population when they're never going to win the majority of the vote if people actually vote on racist interests, racist incentives? And I don't know if there's a way for us to get people to stop talking about democracy so favorably. It's particularly perturbing to me when I see the right do it because the right should know better, especially given that the party is called the Republican Party because it supports a republic. Why is it that we've been tricked by our teachers or our leaders to worship this form of government that is called democracy when we know that the people, by and large, make terrible decisions? And that no minority can really be protected. No individual rights can really be protected in a true, direct democracy. I wonder what would happen if we just let everyone vote on every issue. What would happen if 
all Americans could vote as to whether or not they get a million dollars a year in universal basic income. We know if we look at the details that that would be absolutely catastrophic to our economy. Government, of course, would have to print money in order to write those checks, and then the value of the money would be worthless. So everybody would wind up where they started. But I bet you the average person would vote for that if it was an option on a ballot because it sure sounds good. There's a great clip of a spiritual leader that, I, that I've seen. It's, it's, it's been viral before. You've probably seen it. He says the problem with democracy is that the people are stupid. So it's rule by the stupid. Rule of the mob over the individual. And we see it all over the world, whether it's Canada, whether it's the United States, whether it's Europe. There's this constant antagonism towards the idea of a sovereign nation, right? Russia is no saint, but this war in Ukraine is in large a war of sovereignty. It's Russia claiming its independence and its right to be its own nation without the influence of NATO in large. I'm sure there are some corrupt motives behind it. I'm sure that there are some evil actions being taken behind it. Profits being made behind this war, this aggression on both sides. There were bad people on both sides. But it's a claim to sovereignty. And it seems to me that the left hates national sovereignty because national sovereignty implies another level of sovereignty, which is individual sovereignty. And so they do things like eradicating everyone's individuality by ascribing identities to them. So if you want to be a woman, you can just say that you're a woman. Tucker covered that at the beginning of this segment or this, the show today when I played that video. Talking about how just being able to say that you're a woman by claiming it sort of eliminates any meaning behind what it is to be a woman. Matt Walsh, of course, emphasized this with his documentary, What is a Woman? And so really, the more they try to put us into groups, the, the, the more they try to ascribe a group identity to us, the more we lose our sense of self. And if we lose our sense of self, then we lose our sense of rights. And if we're pushed into self-sacrifice and altruism and notions like this, then we wind up feeling miserable with low self-esteem as if we owe the world everything because we're a drain on it unless we give the world everything. And it ties into every single leftist issue, whether it's climate change, you as an individual are bad for the earth, you as an individual are harming the planet, harming the climate, harming the earth. Anything that you do to manipulate it or shape it is a tragedy or a crime against the rights that the planet itself has or a crime against your community, which of course is intentionally ambiguous. You become an enemy of the people without which, which people being defined. And then when we, we talked yesterday about the, the, the new mortgage policies that are going to roll out on the first regarding giving better rates to lower income, excuse me, lower credit scores, charging people with better credit scores who've been more responsible, more for their mortgages. It's this idea that if you've somehow been more successful or more responsible, it must have been an outcome of privilege and not character. Therefore, you owe a debt to your intentionally ambiguous community. And they use that sort of moral gaslighting as a tool to trick people into guilt voting for them. We've seen time and time again, election after election, people vote for the wrong candidates because they have some sort of guilt. We've seen white guilt pushed. I noticed it in college 
in 2010 when I went to college that you go to an intro to sociology class and I went to a private Christian school where all the teachers had to vow that they were a member of a church and a Christian, a believing Christian, in order to even teach there. And it, you go to sociology one-on-one and you're immediately Satan because you're a white guy. And they try to make you doubt yourself because when you doubt yourself, you're malleable. So I would encourage you today not to doubt yourself, to have the confidence to call in and share what's on your mind at 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539 because I want to hear what you think about everything that's going on. What do you think about Tucker Carlson's ousting? What do you think about Joe Biden officially announcing that he's running for office again even though he can't walk? And did you pick up on Alex Jones last month calling it? Alex Jones was right again about Tucker, Tucker Carlson leaving Fox News. Did you notice that on March 8th? Where are you landing in terms of Trump and DeSantis? Who else do you think is going to run? What do you think the outcome is going to be in 2024? Is it too late to save the country? I refuse to believe that it is because believing that it's too late is a sure way to guarantee that it's too late. So I'm going to fight to the very, very end. If you guys haven't seen the movie Cool Hand Luke, I encourage you to watch that movie because there's a very important scene in it, a boxing scene in which Paul Newman's character is facing a much stronger opponent. And he, of course, can't beat this opponent head on. But every time he gets knocked down, he gets up time and time again. And eventually, his stronger opponent gives up and everyone walks away and the only one left standing in the yard is Paul Newman's character, Cool Hand Luke. So, the end is only guaranteed when the individual gives up on himself. As long as America lives in the heart of one American, part of the reason why I named my podcast the One American Podcast, then America has a chance to manifest itself in the world again. Stick with us, folks. We'll be taking your calls in the next segment, 877-789-2539. Check out InfoWarsStore.com during the break. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsStore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsTore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I'm going to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsTore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate to the library or Give them to the local school. This is an info war. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I will be taking your calls this hour, 877-789-2539. Something beautiful is happening. We talked a lot in the first segment about the collapse of corporate legacy media. 
you all know how hard they've come after Alex these last few years. Really hard. And I've kept up with it. I've studied it. I've read all the articles. I've listened to Alex's show. I've listened to the opponents of Alex. I can't imagine what it's like to go through something like that personally. I can't imagine what it's like to be an employee of a company that's going through that. And yet he keeps getting up time and time again, just like cool hand Luke. And don't worry, Andy Luke, I'll take your call. But we see the Stelters disappear. We see the Megan Kelly's disappear. I mean, she has her own show, but she got fired from two networks first. We, we see Tucker Carlson deplatformed. All of these mainstream legacy pundits are being taken off the air, but Alex Jones is still live on the air every day, sometimes seven days a week, sometimes for four or six hours at a time. When they take Tucker Carlson down, they can't take Alex Jones down, and it's because of you. When they take Don Lemon down, they can't take Alex Jones down, and it's because of you. When they take Brian Stelter down, they can't take Alex Jones down, and it's because of you and your support as individuals. How are we not winning on that front if we're the ones that are still on air? Go ahead and play clip number eight, Alex Jones still on the air. Before we wrap up tonight, there's one more thing I do want to say. Anyways, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. This will be my final word. Excuse me. CNN has canceled reliable sources. Excuse me. Bill O'Reilly is leaving this chair and this network after more than 20 years. I've been trying to control myself, trying to be professional about this. But at a certain point, I just am just really getting pissed. Just excuse me. So a big development today at our own network, CNN parting ways with anchor Don Lemon. I mean, what the hell have we become? Excuse me. After more than a dozen years at Fox News, I have decided to pursue a new challenge. Excuse me. Let me start with my headline tonight. I'm retiring. This is the last hardball on MSNBC. Excuse me. This is my last newscast here. Excuse me. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Fox News Tonight. I am Brian Kilmeade. As you probably have heard, Fox News and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. Excuse me. When Fox News settles for an amount that I believe is less than some of the amounts discussed regarding the Alex Jones case, and it fires Tucker Carlson, but Alex Jones is still on the air, it goes to show how will is a factor more than anything. And a board of directors of a publicly traded company will always buckle under a small amount of pressure. Nobody ever makes a statue of a committee, but individuals have the capacity to awaken the hero within. And it's individuals like you that are are the reason that this network is still on the air every single day. The reason that Alex Jones is still telling the truth to millions of people a week, every single day, every single week, every single month, every year for the last 25 or 30 years, if not more. And that's why it's so important that we keep fighting the good fight, that you do what you can as an individual, whether it's going to InfoWarsStore.com and just donating $10 a month or $5 a month, or whether it's checking out TurboForce Plus. I actually recommend TurboForce Plus because I think philosophically it's the moral thing to do. Because if we're going to save this country, it's going to be the individuals that do it. And if we're going to be the best version of ourselves, we have to have the energy and the focus 
to fight the good fight. And that's exactly what Turbo Force Plus gives us. It's now 25% off, and you will get more power, more strength, and more energy with it than the original Turbo Force formula. I use it as often as I can get my hands on it. It's absolutely amazing. My clients love that I take it because I do better work for them. And you info warriors out there love that I take it because I give a better show when I've had my Turbo Force Plus. Stay with us, folks. Calls in the next segment. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. It is an honor and a pleasure to be with you. I cannot wait to take these calls. The phones are blowing up here, but don't hesitate to call in because I'm going to get through as many of them as I possibly can. 877-789-2539. We have been sharing the truth, covering the news in a way that no other outlets or media platforms do, as we're proud to do here on InfoWars, live streamed at band.video. Make sure you share it. Make sure you check out InfoWarsStore.com. Up first, I want to take Tim from Seattle. Tim, what is on your mind, man? Um, yeah, you said earlier that, that Don Lemon and those journalists from CNN and MSNBC shouldn't be arrested. And I knew I'm somebody just... was going to be mad. I knew it as soon as I said it. What's on your mind? What do you think? Yep. <laughs> well, they use their influence, their time on air to coerce and manipulate the will of the masses to take an experimental jab. Oh, yeah. They're, they're evil people. They're 100% evil people, but isn't that's not illegal, man. It's freedom of speech. Well, no, it is illegal because it says right here in the number one of the uh, the Nuremberg Code that you no fraud, deceit, uh, duress, uh, overreaching, anything. You can't say anything. It's only between you and your doctor. Nobody else in the world can tell mm. you or try to influence you to take an experimental gene therapy. So I, I understand, but, that, but that, that Nuremberg mandate is counter our First Amendment protection. So I would ask you, what law do you think supersedes what law? Do you think that the Nuremberg trials resulted in a, a, a supreme law over the Constitution of the United States? No, I don't. But I think what should happen is, is that people should not be so stuck in the weeds about which is, which is more powerful, mm-hmm. which, which has more precedent, and just enact the laws that apply. Because the Nuremberg Code, I mean, the Constitution wasn't written for eugenicists, but the Nuremberg Code was. And so we could use that. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you what you think would be more effective. Do you think it would have been more effective to prosecute and hold accountable these lying pundits? Or instead of prosecuting and silencing them, just ensuring that every other American on the Internet wasn't silenced for the past three years on social media? Because I think that if the truth had equal say in the matter and the debate about vaccines or any of the other issues over the last three years that these pundits would have been rendered powerless. I, I, I think that their power over the people was because the opposition was silenced. I think you're right, but still it, it doesn't matter that it happened. They did silence you. And then the others did use all of their COVID money uh, backing to tell the world to take a shot. So they're guilty of Nuremberg crime, but uh, just prima facie guilty. I mean, we can try them, but I mean, they did commit crimes by using their influence to coerce and terrorize people into putting an experimental gene therapy into the body with no cure. Yeah, I'm with you. I understand. I'm not sure that I that I agree with you, but I do respect what you said because I think it's a very reasonable. Take. Well, I agree. I agree with the first the free speech thing, right? Yeah. But they're not using free speech. They're being paid. It's not free speech. They're they're under a direct. Uh, they're being mandated to tell these. Uh, this information to people so it's not like it's free speech 
me and you talking right now, this is free speech. But with somebody with uh, talking points from the World Health Organization, that's not free speech. They're under duress themselves. Do you think that they knew that they were full of it? Uh, it doesn't matter at a certain point. So, so if, you tell, if, you tell, if you say something that isn't true on accident, you, you should be held accountable? Uh, this really depends on uh, the damage done by what you said. Honestly, I mean, not by like the Sandy Hook standards, but we're talking about an experimental medical you know, gene therapy that's that's maimed billions, probably. Yeah, well, I'm with you on the on the concerns about the vaccine, and I'm with you that they lied about efficacy and safety, whether they knew they were lying or not. I'm just really concerned that if we start prosecuting people based on promoting lies, then whoever's in political power will just be able to lock up political opponents. You know, I mean, look right. what happened to the January Sixers. Look what happened to Alex Jones. Time and time again, we've sure. seen that abuse. You know, but, but we have an email. I'm sure there's a paper chain uh, from Fauci mm-hmm. all the way to the CDC and back and forth. There's none of that with us. So, I mean, we can say that some people's lives and disinformation they're they're fine because it's free speech. But when you have an actual concerted agenda to depopulate the world based off of using lies and deception through the media, it's a little bit different and should be treated differently. Well, I appreciate your call, man. Thanks for calling in, Tim. It's always an honor to talk to you. I want to hear next from Jack in Wisconsin. Jack, what's on your mind today? Hey, Chase, can you hear me all right? Yeah, you sound great. Yeah, sorry. I had to take off that mask real quick again. Um, <laughs> I wanted to circle back again to Nikola Tesla stuff before you go because you're a Nikola Tesla fan. I love it, man. That's why I took the call. Yeah, so uh, we left off yesterday. We were talking about when the uh, the feds and the Navy and all the mm-hmm. U.S. different elements took, like, Nikola Tesla's trunks mm-hmm. uh, after he died. And, like, they sent it off to be uh, analyzed and stuff. And John G. Trump's dad, I mean, uncle, John G. Trump, uh, who's Trump's uncle, was looking through it and, you know, mysteriously said, like, oh, there's there's nothing there of interest, you know, even though... Right. Tesla is like the electric Jesus and brought electricity and all the comforts that come with it. Uh, not saying he's like Jesus, but he's like the electric Jesus for electricity. I can handle you know? that kind of language. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're not all sensey. Um, but uh, uh, some of the trunks he was uh, uh, leaving behind were like booby trapped. Right. You mentioned because, that. Uh, yeah. Because of like, and they had the bell hops open them uh, up, like I said yesterday. But what was weird with that was that eventually, uh, even though Tesla was dead, he was able to tell which uh, trunks were being opened by bellhops and civilians and which ones were being opened by the feds, kind of like that wavelength form theorem where, like, you know, a particle goes through a crack. Sure, like when a fed walks in the room, you get goosebumps and you feel afraid? No, more like the physics things, like when you're observing a particle, it will act differently than when you're not observing it. Right, and he was using all this advanced physics and science stuff because uh, even like J.P. Morgan was talking and asking him to like, hey, figure out how to open up portals to the afterlife so we can bring back dead relatives, and ties into all the CERN stuff. And I think all that stuff is being implemented today. That's why stuff feels so weird. So you, that well, so, so, so you think that like the, 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 the elite of the world are trying to use this technology in order to bring back the dead or ensure their morta- immortality? Not only that, but like uh, opening portals for demons to get in and like hijack people's minds 
you know, like opening the, the gates to hell, you know, and um, Tesla was a religious person and believed in that. You see things like CERN, uh, which was in Europe, but then Fermilab was in the U.S. for a long time, which is in uh, Batavia, Illinois, you know, and they have like a 33-ton magnet there, huge magnets and all these like uh, weird science stuff. And, you know, that kind of ties in then with, uh, he like was talking about how he could copy people on an electronic level and do clones via like electricity where you're doing like alchemy, electric to solid, uh, energy to solid alchemy, which was also weird stuff he was rumored to do. You could do clones like a copy machine. Um, And then that ties in then with the time travel stuff which obviously is like, you know, the holy grail of conspiracy But don't you, don't you think that if time travel was real, somebody would have come back and said hello? Well, you know, like the, the what the, the people online and, you know, all the people who talk about it, the things they say, not me, of course, but like, say like the first rule of time traveler club is you don't, you don't have any more time travelers because it's like the more time travel people, the more messed up things can get. What, if, then, you t- know, what, you if, what if time travel is possible? But the fact that we haven't seen anyone from the future come back is proof that we go extinct before we discover the technology of how to travel in time. I think the more the bigger I, I like that, but like I think the bigger piece of evidence is like look how weird stuff is, and all the weird conspiracy theories that ended up being uh, true. Like why not this one? You know, and it's like it has all the indicators of like being true, all the money put into it, all the interest put into it. And, you know, the math is real. You know, there's places in the universe and conditions where, you know, like by black holes and stuff where time gets bent. Like, how can that not be then manipulated with um, technology that genius and inventions come up? Thank you so much for your call, Jack. I really do appreciate it. If I could go back in time, I'd probably go back to 2009 buy a bunch of Bitcoin and give it all to InfoWars. Make sure you check out InfoWarsStore.com and get yourself some TurboForce Plus. Stick with us, folks. We'll be taking more calls after this break. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the New World Order in the nose. Punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the New World Order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. The eugenicists, over 100 years ago, were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner 
for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. American Journal, folks. I'll be taking your calls the rest of this hour. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Let me hear what you have to say about anything in the whole wide world. I'm going to hear up next from Sean at New York City. Sean, what's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Chase. How are you? Good morning, sir. Thank you for your call. Great. Uh, you know, there's a conspiracy theory going on. I'm not quite sure if this is true, but... Uh, since Harrison's away on maternity leave, is it true that men can have babies? You know, you'd have to ask Harrison himself. That's I'm friends with Harrison, but we're not. Can we call him right to... now and tell him congratulations from <laughs> the Infowars universe? Yeah, we might be able to do an outbound call. Outbound call to him. Come later. on, let's right. call him. Let's call. Him. <laughs> Maybe later, man. Uh, if you call All back right. later, I'll see if hey. I can swing in uh, uh, during one of these breaks. I don't know if it's possible or not, but I'm sure that he would love to hear from you. But yeah, what is the deal with maternity leave? Is that has paternity leave been a thing for a long time, or is this just like a new thing? Because it was something I never could have even imagined when I was growing up. Well, I'm surprised that Alex put that in the contract. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He's cool. Is it in your contract? I I'm just here as a volunteer because I believe in the info war. That's true, and and also I want to say that if you did invest in 2009 and all of that Bitcoin, the money you would have now, you probably wouldn't even know who Infowars was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I would have caught on. I've always been a truth seeker. I mean, you know, Musk is one and, and of the richest men in the world, see, and he knows who Infowars is. You see, like Elon Musk talk about, you know, uh, artificial intelligence, and I, I believe that artificial intelligence has already taken away the wisdom and the knowledge that we need to control what's going on in these corporations and companies that. Most of the older people that died off from either ventilators and remdesivir uh, have now figured that the re-migrating, what was it called inside of companies when they were doing uh, replenishing all of the workers? What was that called? Oh, I don't know. It's like migration immigration, but within corporations. Mm, mm, yeah, I'm not sure. And they put this together because they knew people were going to start dying from the shot. Uh-huh. So they had to like figure out how many people in the next couple of years they're going to need to replace. So certain, let me ask you, you know, this. Let me ask you this, Sean. Do you think yeah. that our politicians actually took the shot? Uh, well, I mean, I've seen some pretty wild videos of needles falling inside of the, the needle as they're doing it. So, you know, I think there's been some props. You know, Kamala's first shot, the needle was bent backwards and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think these videos are fake. You know, I don't think these videos are... are you know, I could hear the sound of the needle. I could see the needle. You know, Robin Quivers had it posted on her on her uh, Instagram for the longest time, her getting the shot. And you could literally see the needle doesn't even puncture her skin. It shoots up into the into the, the syringe. 
Do you think maybe they got the shot before they did like the uh, the press thing and they faked it on the press thing? Exactly. And and, mm. and and the only poor people, like Alex said, the good the good news is they administered this drug wrong, and a lot of people didn't get the proper infection, the killer shot. You know, so a lot of this might have fallen by the wayside. But they they attempted to kill the human race, man. What are we going to do about it? Let's have babies. Let's go, Harrison. More babies. Yeah, that's right. You got to populate the earth with your worldview. Thank you so much for calling in, Sean. It was really a pleasure to hear from you. I want to hear next from Tweety Bird in FEMA Region 6. Tweety Bird, what's on your mind today? How's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound great. How are you? Good. Nice to hear from Chase. They're always interesting guys. I'm mighty hunter. But uh, anyways, I'll get quick to it. There's a few uh, Ray Up stories that haven't been told from January 6th, and I want to challenge everyone out there who may have some footage there was a lot of cameras on the ground a lot of vintage cameras might not necessarily be people on our side of things that day that were filming every angle up close to this but there was a uh an incident at the ellipse where a ray epps i couldn't say it's him for sure but a figure like a ray epps came out in a repo uniform and tried to do the whole let's go take the capital you know a little 10 minute speech and was stopped by people surrounded him telling him no, we're here for the 10 days of uh, investigation. We're here for the indictment about to be served by the grand jury. And, you know, so it, he got cut off and ushered out. When he gets caught, he strips his repo man uniform off and tries to say he's with Trump and he's wearing White House staff and stuff. And then uh, after a uh, similar, very close by, uh, a group of uh, people get called down by their group to join up with the other group down uh, by the other events. And uh, there was a restaurant nearby where Ray Epps himself, this one I know was him, was confronted inside the restaurant. And I know it's on film. There needs to be some brave people come out and put this video out of him being confronted in the pub to, let's say, the left, if you're facing the back of the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, as well as there was uh, footage of every angle of the death that is not spoken of where citizens carried this man off. Uh, to the left of the building mm-hmm. when cops were refusing to let the ambulance come any closer, claiming the crowd was in the way, but there was no crowd in the way. And it was just the SWAT cops that eventually had to move. If, out they, of were, the if they were able to get Ashley Babbitt to an ambulance, they were able to get somebody else from an ambulance because she was in the thick of it. Well, I encourage everybody to go watch the, the really, really slow down breakdown of that Ashley Babbitt scene and reanalyze mm-hmm. what they think about it anyway, uh, with a watch fly. And, uh, uh, I'm really nervous, Chase, but I just want to pray that we're all effective and that we all uh, can be sharp tools in the quiver right now because there's a lot of heroes still out there. And like Alex says, it's not the people like me and you that are doing something heroic that have the chance to turn against the system. It's the Imran Awan that have the chance to to do the right thing. You know, it's uh, all these people that were there that day with vintage cameras knowing what's about to happen that saw what happened and uh, have the chance to speak up. But anyway, I'll let you go, Chase. Uh, Have a good day. Thank you so much for your call. I really do appreciate hearing from you, Tweety Bird. Next up, we've just got a couple of minutes left of this segment. I want to hear from Marcus in Idaho. Marcus, what's on your mind today? Hello, Chase. Hi, how are you, sir? I'm good. Um, I want to say, uh, first off, with a question, um, who funded all of these news outlets? I don't Um, know. You tell me. biggest, Biggest um, funder for, I mean, what is the most commercials that these news outlets have? Oh, yeah, pharmaceuticals. It's like over 80% or something of all ads are pharma. Exactly. Yeah. And so when you've got that, who owns these news organizations? And so who tells them, well, you got to kick off somebody. 
So I, right. I think that um, some of this uh, Tucker and um, I don't know about lemon, dumb lemon, but uh, <clears throat> is definitely these pharma companies saying, well, you got to get them off. But also at the same time, they're not getting that same billions of dollars from the government. So right now their funding is drying up from yeah. there. It's not dried up. There's still all the commercials, but it's not the same billions of dollars that they were getting from big pharma to tout the line. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's the reason that Biden came out and said, you know, we're going to cure cancer. He made that special cancer committee or, or whatever that he set up is because he knew that the revenue from the pandemic was going to dry up for these drug companies. And he's trying to put in place other committees initiatives, policies that will ensure that these pharma companies continue to make the same amount of money because we know that it's painful for businesses to make a tremendous amount of money in a short period of time and then have that disappear. That's why the social media platforms hired so many people during the pandemic because there were so many people on social media and there was so much demand for advertising. And then when people went back to work and weren't spending as much time on social media, they had to do these mass layoffs. So absolutely, pharmaceuticals are seeking other ways to generate a comparable amount of revenue to what they were making during the pandemic. Stick with us, folks. I'll be Taking more calls in the next segment, 877-789-2539. And make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. We'll be right back after this break. But first, nobody rides for free. We can't stay on air. We can't pay for the massive servers. We can't pay for all the software and all the infrastructure and the satellite uplinks without your support. And I want to hire more reporters. I want to send them around the country and the world again. I don't want to just stay on air, which we've stabilized or able to do right now. I want to be able to expand. So I want to thank you all for keeping us on air. I want to thank you for your prayers, your word of mouth. It's an information war. And I want to encourage you to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get the very best products. TurboForce Plus is new and improved even better. 10 hours clean energy. TurboForce Plus. Now in a canister. Stronger and even more product. InfoWarsStore.com. Back in stock. Ultimate Bone Prof. Sold out for over two years. Just didn't get the ingredients. We got it reformulated even better. InfoWarsStore.com. We're selling out right now the first run of Diet Force. A bunch of natural compounds help you lose weight. Naturally, it's so easy. Diet Force, InfoWarsStore.com. 1776 testosterone boost. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I will be taking calls the rest of this hour. Make sure you call on 877-79-2539. Who do I want to talk to this segment? He's got something interesting to say. Oh. Can't say no to Simon in Florida with that accent. Simon, I want to hear from you, man. What's on your mind? Hello there, Chase. It's a pleasure to speak with you again. And Likewise. may I say, you know, I don't normally patronize, <clears throat> but you had an outstanding run covering Harrison. So my fondest congratulations on your time there. Thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot. So um, very quickly, what Trudeau was saying, and people can just um, look this up, they make a note of this. It's I C D ten Z two eight point one. We don't need to talk about that. But if they looked that up, he literally was 
reading out the definition of a medical disease classification code. Can I just interrupt you for a second? I I do want you to finish your thought, but your knowledge is so vast based on our interactions via DMs and and on the show that I'm beginning to think that you're ChatGPT. Can you verify (laughs) that you're not artificial intelligence? Well, you've already verified by that by not detecting a left-wing bias, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay, go on. (laughs) (laughs) But but moving on, moving on from that, what what I would point out is um, in relation to the Biden um, announcement that he's uh, running for a recess, that he's saying that he still needs to finish the job. And I'm sure this thought will have automatically occurred to many of the InfoWars audience. But the job that he has in mind is the final destruction of the United States. And this four years has been um, putting a lot of the legislation and, most importantly, the regulations in place in order to facilitate the implementation in the period 2025 to 2029. So what is the incentive to destroy the United States, just just for the sake of conversation? Well, I I think we're seeing it in many European countries, particularly with net zero, which is being implemented at an accelerated pace just this week. We've now seen the European Union saying they're going to cut down their CO2 emissions from 2005 levels. They were originally planning to do 43%. By 2030. Now they've just announced overnight that they're going to do 62%, which obviously is basically 50% more than they already planned. And this is by 2030. So you're saying, okay, so we were going to do this hugely ambitious goal over the course of like 2020 to 2030. Here we are in the early stages of 2023, and we're now increasing those goals by 50%. And the United government has done a similar thing. Many people may have heard they did this thing called the Methane Pledge a couple of years ago. Well, last November, they suddenly, without any external pressure whatsoever, said, no, we're going to go far beyond that, and we're going to announce the Methane Pledge Plus that has an enormous impact upon oil and gas and coal mining in the United States. Mm-hmm. And that went into effect on the 13th of March of this year. And so when people think, you know, that all these politicians are important, it's often bureaucrats who are implementing federal rules that have been put in place years in advance with almost no public knowledge whatsoever. And it's Obama who entranched the senior executive service. Trump wanted to be able to bar those people, and he was debating putting orders in place that would give him the powers to do that. But he, but he never, he never did it. Like so many of his promises, like draining the swamp, you know, they they were great sound bites, but they never really got done. So even if you have Republican control of, say, the House, if you don't have control of the House and the White House and 60 seats in the U.S. Senate, it's actually very, very hard to repeal or unwind regulations 
that have already been put in place by the previous administration, sure. particularly the United States Civil Service, as Trump found, is inclined to disregard all of your instructions and just keep on pursuing their agenda. And this is not unique to the United States sure. Civil Service. You see online in these chat rooms between civil, senior civil service members of, say, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, America, the European Union, the UK, they're all talking about being the steward of intergenerational change. Right. And so that's what's really undermining democracy. It's not just influence from the UN and the World Economic Forum. It's these people entrenched in senior positions who are literally operating on an agenda that is irrespective of short-term elections every couple of years for, say, the U.S. Congress or every four years for the Canadian Parliament. They see themselves there as handing on long-term plans over the space of 10 or 20 years that they have a belief needs to be done irrespective of the instructions of the election. Now, do you, do you think they actually care about these policies manifesting, or is it just politically convenient to make promises about environmental goals or outcomes that are only going to take place after you're long out of office, right? It makes sense for Joe Biden to say that half the cars in the United States in 2030 are going to be electric vehicles because it sounds great to his constituents now who believe that's a great idea, but he doesn't actually have to do any of the work to make it happen because he won't be president in 2030. But, but this, is, this is exactly my point. Mm. If, if, he, if he facilitates the regulations being in place not on mandating what the car companies manufacture, but putting in place um, clean air emissions standards so that it makes them impossible to manufacture anything else because they can't make any form of combustion engine that produces exhaust that clean and then delegate the authority to implement that some senior manager of the Environmental Protection Agency who's going to be there without threat to his job for the next 20 years. Right, like Fauci has been in the same position for 20 or 30 or 40 years. Yeah, it doesn't even matter if Biden's even alive, let alone still president. You really think he's alive now? He's more machine than man now. We we, we can discuss this um, further on your show if if I do actually have the opportunity to work with you on some of this geopolitical stuff next month. But I... I, I would certainly say that there's a lot more going on than the American mainstream media are bringing to people's attention, particularly in the Middle East. And mm-hmm. those are going to have impact upon the distribution of energy supplies and Americans' cost of living. So hopefully we'll be able to discuss those issues in more length on another occasion. But anyway, like I said, congratulations on your run, and I'm sure you want to take many other calls today. Thank you so much for your call, Simon. It's always an honor and a pleasure to speak with you. And yes, I will absolutely reaffirm that commitment to make some content together, do a podcast together in the next month. I'd love to speak with you for a lengthy period of time about all of your knowledge as an artificial intelligence. And I do appreciate your vast knowledge and willingness to share it with such a distinguished accent, Simon. Before we go to break, I want to remind everybody to check out TurboForce Plus. The reason I've been pushing this product so hard is not because they make me do it or they ask me to do it. I mean, I'm, 
I do push products, generally speaking, because they want me to mention certain deals and promos that are going on. But I've been pushing this product particularly hard because it's actually awesome. Like, if every Patriot took Turbo Force Plus and no leftist took it, we would have a tremendous advantage. I'm almost convinced that it's how Germany invaded Poland in two weeks in World War II. I think they were on Turbo Force Plus. They say it was amphetamine, but I don't know. I feel like if the Polish people had Turbo Force Plus, they might have held off for another seven days or so. Anyway, stick with us, folks. More calls in the next segment. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. And something I really want you to think about, ultimate krill oil. We have to really look and work with top companies that are already some of the top krill producers to get their highest quality. This is beyond the grade A. It's kind of like beef where you have the different ratings. Well, this was beef. It's that super rated beef that you get at the steakhouses, you know, where the steak's 100 bucks and where if it was just regular grade, it'd be 20 bucks. These babies, this is the highest grade of krill that you're going to find. This, ladies and gentlemen, is insane. So you need to get krill oil if you've not had krill oil. And if you take two of these before you go to bed at night, almost everybody calls in and says, my gosh, I had the most fantastic dreams ever. Your brain loves this stuff, and it funds the InfoWar, waking up other people's brains. Your ultimate krill oil now at InfoWarStore.com or 888 and get your 1776 testosterone boost. It'll blow you away. InfoWarStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. American Journal, folks. War is hell, but the info war is heaven as far as I'm concerned. It's been an honor and a pleasure to be with you this week and most of last week. I'll be taking more calls for the rest of the show today, 877-792-539. Next, I'm going to pick a softball of a call because I know this guy. He's a great guy, a true American hero. I spent a lot of time talking to him last night in the Discord channel. I want to hear from Indy Luke in Indiana. Indy, what's going on, brother? Good morning, Chase Kaiser. How you doing, brother? Good, man. It's always good to hear your voice. Right? Right. Man, first off, I want to get, I want to plug real quick. Right. Um, so, if you haven't, or if you don't know about the Gitter chat, get on Gitter, type in InfoWars, and get on the chat. We recruit for our Discord through that channel. Um, 
we want to we want to hear from you guys. Um, I've recently, you know, kind of gotten into this fight. Uh, we have a podcast too, Big Fred Nine 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 on Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we do a podcast at eight o'clock Central Time, uh, pretty much every night. If you go on that Rumble channel, you can find us there. Um, I wanted to talk about a few of the topics you brought up earlier, earlier in the show, primarily about Nazi Germany and how they've gotten control of the population through, you know, like regulations. Mm -hmm. Um, they've, this, this is an information war at its finest. They've got us by the balls pretty much Mm -hmm. in a sense in, that they've used techniques like MK Ultra throughout the years. Um, that and they use the CIA, which is their shadow strings that they pull the public through, and their spy agencies to mass control people. Um, they're they're very good, and plus they have control of the media. So whatever you see on there which is why I was very aggravated yesterday when Tucker got pulled because that's one of the people that's actually in there that was telling the truth. A lot of people might not branch off to find like Gitter or um, Rumble, you know, because it's convenient to not to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you, man. But let me push back a little bit on that in, in not in a combative way, but it just, just, I want to run this by you and see what you think. Cause I've been thinking about this for a long sure. time. And for a long time, I was really frustrated at the lies and the lies and the lies from the left in the legacy media. We had a caller earlier today that made some really great points of trying to make the case using Nuremberg for why we should arrest these pundits when they lie maliciously as they so often do. And I, Him in Seattle. I, I've come to the conclusion that I don't think we have a knowledge issue. I think we have a wisdom issue. Because the truth is out there and those who seek it find it. Whether you're a Christian or not, it's true what Jesus said. Asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. And so those who seek the truth inevitably find it. They arrive at the actual studies and they read the actual studies behind claims made in headlines. They eventually find the Alex Joneses of the world or the Joe Rogans of the world. But we don't have the wisdom to realize that we should a seek the truth. And once we arrive at it, we should actually adopt it. So many of us reject all of the evidence. We had a caller earlier today that was talking about footage that was largely unseen of Ray Epps and a repo suit and things of that nature. I'm thinking to myself, like, that's a good point. I'd love to see that footage, but doesn't everybody already kind of know that that guy's fishy? Like, is there anyone out there who's just adamant, you know, looked into it, did the research, interviewed people, and came to the conclusion that this was not fishy? And we can't make any explicit claims on this network about whether or not he was a Fed because we don't know for sure. But it's certainly an overwhelming case, in my opinion, that oh, there yeah. might have been some Fed involvement. So, so the question is then – is the problem that people are being lied to or is the problem that people are refusing to hear and believe the truth? Well, it's, it's both. It's, it's, they, they are conditioned Mm. to dismiss it. You know, the CIA actually coined the term conspiracy theorist 
So when mm-hmm. someone calls someone a conspiracy theorist, they instantly dismiss it in their mind. I do want to get to one more point. Sure. And Fire away. That is, that is, you, the listeners, everyone who is hearing my voice right now, you are heroes in your own lives. You can get out there. You can speak up for your communities. You can get out there. You could wake three people up that would save the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you guys are the heroes. I know that there was a caller earlier that said something about, um, you know, these um, organizations being heroes. They're not heroes. They're they're doing what they what they are. You know, like what they have to do. Sure. You know, well, now, and organizations are made up of individuals. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And those, I mean, they can be heroes, but we, the people, we have to speak out against this mass non-compliance, non-violently, and we have to wake people up. It's it's absolutely essential for people to really get this across. I mean, I've been promoting Alex Jones since 2011. The moment I found him on YouTube when I was looking up 9/11 stuff. It was, I knew, I sensed that he was a real person, and I, it just, I'm drawn remember to how that. Awesome, I don't know do you remember how is. awesome YouTube used to be? Oh my gosh, dude, it was beautiful, man. Yeah. Like, I, it was just back to back to back to back, like, information, but see, that's where it's so dangerous now, and, you know, if we continue on, I mean, the AI is coming out. It's going to be primarily leftist, and it's going to just give you that information, that leftist garbage, and it's going to push it down your face to where you also build a relationship to it. So innate, you won't be able to defend your own ideas because you're on a alpha thinking, you know, you're actively talking to this AI. It's like like arguing with Einstein. Even if you're right, you can't beat him in an argument. Because he's just got so much no. more knowledge, you know, about yeah, math absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so and much for your call, Andy. I do you- have to let you go because I do want to make sure I can take some more calls this segment. But I think that your points are absolutely awesome. And it's an honor that you called in today. It is about the individual finding the hero within and being heroic. It is about seeking the truth and also having the wisdom to acknowledge it. And I encourage everyone to check Indy Luke out in the getter chat as he requested. I want to hear from Wayne in Texas. Wayne, you've been waiting a long time. I really do appreciate it. We've got a couple of minutes left of this segment. How are you doing, Wayne? Doing good. So the reason I wanted to call in, I also want to say something pertaining to the last caller. The real interesting thing is, is actually live in what you believe. You know, you can have your senses exercised, like in the Word of God, Mm. and you can go out and you can live it. Yep. Or you can have your senses exercised in the AI machine, the computer, feeding you with the dopamine hits, dressing you up according to the fashion of this world, and you're going to find it unfulfilling. You're going to have to change that suit pretty often. And that's like the focal point of those, those mob rules, mass psychogenic illness kind of, you know, moves to where it's like a beehive, you know, where, where one mm-hmm. stings and then the rest jump on, you know, yep. and then it's on to the next fad, right? But it becomes very unfulfilling. I, um, and and what, I, what I wanted to call and talk about, though, aside from that, is, uh, and sorry, I just got done running. But, oh, you're cool, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., who wrote The Real Dr. Fauci, 
Uh, and, you know, obviously his uncle JFK Jr. was married to Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. By the way, who was so, hotter, Jackie or Marilyn? Just real quick. Oh, Marilyn. Okay. Without a doubt. Gotcha. That had way more, way more curves. Hey, um, you know, if you're into that kind of thing. I think Marilyn would have uh, had purple hair today, though. <laughs> yeah, and she was into some darker stuff, too, I think. But, you know. <laughs> well, she liked white guys. <laughs> I'm thinking more like more along the lines of like Hollywood Babylon kind of Kenneth Anger kind of thing. But sure. uh, let's see here. So now, now get this. So the current acting director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, who took over for Anthony Fauci. And this is some of Robert Kennedy Jr.'s skeletons in the closet, although I don't think they're really his. But uh, it was previously the principal deputy director involved in uh, the HIV AIDS research regarding pre-exposure prophylaxis. Okay. And his name is Wayne, we've Hugh. only got 30 seconds left in this segment, but I want you to finish your thought. So will you hold through the next break and, and, and finish your thought in the next segment? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Wayne. In the meantime, folks, make sure you check out InfoWarsStore.com. Get yourself some TurboForce Plus. I guarantee after one day of using a half a scoop, you will wonder why you didn't get some sooner because you'll see just what you're missing without it. InfoWarsStore.com. Call in 877-925-39, and we will be back with Wayne after this break. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when you look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. 